0: Both when they got home. She'd make Lucy hop into the tin bath in front of the fire before John got in himself and turned the water black and scummy, and lay out clean drawers and pinafore for her to put on. Every fine day in summer it was the same, and on bright, cold days in winter too, though John would only ruffle her hair and take her by the hand then, mindful that, whereas a pinafore could go into the wash tub, A woollen coat could not. But that day, in early June, two years earlier, Lucy had waited in vain. Daddy and the others had not come, and as she grew more and more anxious, there seemed to be a nightmarish feel about the bright sunshine, the long, sharp shadows, and the unnatural quiet. She'd begun to panic, her child's mind still not grasping the enormity of what had happened but knowing that something was terribly wrong. She'd ventured then further than she'd ever gone alone before, to the end of the track, so that she could see the length of the main road stretching away between the hedges in the direction of the little town of High Compton. But there was still no sign of Daddy and the others, only Farmer Barton's herd of cows away in the distance being driven in for milking. "'and still she couldn't believe that Daddy would never again come walking up that road. "'She bunched up her petticoats and sat down on the grass verge, trying not to cry, "'and how long she'd have stayed there half-hidden in the tall white cow parsley she'd never know, "'all night, perhaps, if needs be. "'It was Dolly Oglethorpe, their next-door neighbour, who found her there quite by accident.' Annie Day was so distraught she hadn't even noticed her younger daughter was missing. Dolly, who was a good soul, had been into town to collect a bottle of medicine Dr. Blackmore had prescribed for Queenie Rogers from Number Two, whose son Frank had been amongst those killed, and she was startled to see the little girl sitting on the bank. Lucy Day, whatever do you think you're doing? she exclaimed. Lucy's lip wobbled and she looked up at dolly with anguished eyes i'm waiting for daddy but he's ever so late oh dear 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 dolly scarcely knew what to say truth to tell she felt overwhelmed herself by the terrible events of the day though thank god none of hers had been on the hudge you can't stay here she said Your ma'am would have a fit if she knew you were up here on the main road all by yourself. Come on, my love, you've got to go home. But, Daddy... Lucy was desperate to be told that everything was going to turn out right, but Dolly could offer her no comfort. Your dad won't be coming tonight, my love, and your ma'am needs you home and safe. Come on now. Obediently, Lucy got up brushing the grass seeds off the seat of her drawers and taking the hand that Dolly offered her. "'Tomorrow?' she whispered pleadingly. "'No, my love, not tomorrow either.' It was then that Lucy knew that what Mam had said was true. Daddy wasn't coming home. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever.' A great sob rose in her throat, and the tears rolled down her cheeks. I want him, she cried brokenly. I want my daddy. Wrenching her hand away from Dolly's, she began to run, too fast for Dolly to be able to catch her, down the lane, back around the corner of the rank, heading for the only refuge she knew, the house that had been her home, along with Daddy and Mammy and Kitty from the day she was born except that Daddy wouldn't be there. And still she didn't really know why. Now, two years later, hidden beneath the rhubarb leaves, Lucy stuffed her fists into the sockets of her eyes and cried for him again. Daddy, Daddy, please. Daddy, where are you? I want you, Daddy. It would do no good, she knew that. But, oh, she wanted him so wanted him to hold her hand in his big rough one, blue-veined from coal dust, wanted him to hoist her up onto his shoulders again, though she thought that she might have grown too big now for him to do that, wanted him to dry her tears and make her laugh the way he used to.